this is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. This is episode 311 of the Special Chronicles show. This week on Special Chronicles, our guest is again John Moe, executive producer of the new documentary film Death Out Loud, is here to talk about his uh, new film premiering on the AE Network on September 12th right now. Podcasting since 2008, this is the show where we're broadcasting disability stories from an insider's perspective and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. This is your weekly guide to finding joy, acceptance, and inclusion. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Special Chronicles show. My name is Daniel. I'm your host and founder of Special Chronicles. So good to be back behind the mic, and I'm so excited that our guest again Joining us back on the program is uh, um, Jonathan Amoy. John is the creator and executive producer of the critically acclaimed and Emmy award-winning original docu-series Born This Way. And most recently, John is the executive producer of the new documentary film Death Out Loud, which is premiering on the A&E Network this September 12th, a new documentary special that follows the lives of three um, predominantly deaf families who utilize different communication models in everyday life, uh, of, of which I just had the opportunity to screen this week. And uh, welcome back to um, Special Chronicles, John. Thanks. Glad to be here, Daniel. So for, I, I, I'm sure a, a lot of our, our listeners hold you on the um, program at the beginning of this year, and if, if, uh, if our listeners all of you who's missed that conversation, they can go to specialchronicles.com slash bone this way to uh, listen or watch that uh, previous conversation that we did on this program. But for any new listeners, why don't you reintroduce yourself to our, our, our listeners and and tell us about your personal connection to the uh, deaf community. Sure. Well, um, I think one of the things I've tried to do in my career and one of the things our company, Buna Murray, has done is to try and bring to television uh, people who might have been previously marginalized, people who weren't seen on television. So we did that with the real world with LGBTQ uh, people and we're doing it with Born This Way uh, with uh, young adults with Down syndrome that Born This Way premiered its new season uh, uh, this past month. Yep. Um, and um, we are um, now doing it with uh, deaf families. And for me, it was, uh, it's been a fascinating journey. I didn't know a lot about deaf culture. Um, like a lot of Americans, I just sort of had my own preconceived ideas of what it was like to be deaf in America. And uh, this opportunity to go out and spend time with three deaf families and sort of tell their story. Uh, and each family is unique, uh, has their own way of navigating the hearing world, um, has just been very educational and very exciting for me. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll get uh, into 
um, a little bit more of the uh, of of the of this new film Duff out, uh, out loud in just a few moments but but first uh, with with um, uh, um, Bone This Way uh, season four of your Emmy winning show uh, uh, airing on A and E uh, just this past uh, month uh what, can you tell us about uh, some of the new challenges that you have faced with this with this new season well uh the big story this season is that, is that Christina is finally going to marry her longtime boyfriend and fiance angel and um it's really interesting because you know again Christina's parents and Angel's uh, grandparents uh, and her mom, they've all done such a great job at um, helping Christina and Angel become as independent as possible. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, they wanted to make sure that Angel and Christina were ready to take this big step. And I think it's pretty clear to everybody who's watching the show that they were. Um, so you have a big wedding and, you know, that's always interesting because, you know, when Christina goes shopping for a wedding dress, you know, is she going to choose something that just she likes? Is she going to be influenced by her mom? You know, does mom feel she still needs to help guide Christina or does she step back and let her make her own decision? You know, there's so many decisions along the way. And I think one of the things we're seeing in the series is that, you know, these parents have done an amazing job of raising these young people and helping them take these steps towards independence. But sometimes it's a little hard for them to sort of step back and let those decisions be made, whether they agree with them or not. Neat, neat. And uh, you understand that you recently spoke on Capitol Hill on July uh, 30th at Respectability's uh, Summit from Washington to Hollywood and Beyond and the Future of Americans with Disabilities. Can you briefly uh, recap about what you spoke about during this um, conference on J July 30th? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to moderate a wonderful panel that featured um, uh uh, three other uh, efforts to increase awareness and to bring um, more diversity, uh, including people with disabilities. Um, there was a woman on the on the panel, Janine Betancourt, who uh, is involved with bringing the first autistic character to Sesame Street, mm -hmm. and uh, also there was Andrew Solomon and the docu documentary. Uh, director who has made his book into a wonderful new documentary about uh, five families with um, children who have various uh, disabilities. And then there was um, Crystal Emery, who's a, uh, a filmmaker and who also happens to have a disability. She's uh, a paraplegic. And um, so it was a wonderful discussion. Uh, my contribution was, besides moderating the panel, I talked about uh, Deaf Out Loud and about this, uh, this deep dive into deaf culture and uh, the challenge for um, deaf families of raising their children in a hearing world. Neat, neat. Well, uh, speaking of your new film, um, um, Duff Out Loud, you, you uh, talk a little bit about, uh, and um, once again, our guest today on the program is uh, um, John Murray, the executive producer of the new documentary film, Duff Out Loud, premiering on A&E on September 12th. 
And can you uh, t- take us back to when this when this project began and 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 kind of the um, backstory and how you first started with this? With sure. Um, in Los Angeles, there's a, a, a theater called Deaf Theater West, and um, they had had a production of Spring Awakening where a number of the actors in, in the production were deaf. And I had an opportunity to meet some of them, and it started to make me think about, well, maybe there's another group of people whose story hasn't really been told. Um, we brought in Marley Maitland, one of you know famous yeah. actress who happens to be deaf, uh, who is in ch- won an Oscar for Children of a Lesser God. And with her, we put together this series or this uh, special, Deaf Out Loud. And the idea was to look at three different families who uh, were predominantly uh, deaf and take a look at how they help their children navigate the hearing world. Would they use American Sign Language? Would they try to seek out... Um, uh, some of the new technology like cochlear implants. Um, would they, uh, do they prefer a deaf school to a hearing school, you know, more mainstream education versus a specialized education? Um, there's just lots of uh, things to look at in terms of, you know, the choices a lot of us uh, who don't happen to be deaf don't think about. Yeah. And so it was interesting to sort of look at these families and look at uh, the challenges they face in the uh, in our in our um, one hour doc special. Uh, you know, one of the families, uh, their son is having trouble in the mainstream school because um, it's hard because, you know, he has to watch the te- teacher write stuff on the blackboard, but he also has to watch the sign language uh, interpreter. And so his eyes almost have to be in two places at once. And that's hard to yeah. do and, and learn that way. So if he goes to a deaf school, then he'll actually have a teacher who's using sign language and he won't have to look in two directions. So those are some of the kinds of stories that, uh, and some of the challenges that these families deal with that we want. And we wanted to tell those stories. Neat. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, why did you want to produce this film and in and, and, and telling these stories about about these three deaf um, families well, yeah first of all I fell in love with the families they're all so wonderful they've got an they each have amazing sense of humor and they're just so distinct and interesting and I just felt like it would be um, I learned so much our crew uh, camera people and and the whole team learned so much shooting this that we thought that uh, you know, Everybody in America would enjoy it. Plus, within the deaf community itself, there's a lot of um, uh, sometimes disagreement over the best way to raise your children in a hearing world. Uh, you know, whether you should embrace the new technologies or whether you should focus on American Sign Language. The whole question of, you know, God made me deaf, so maybe I should stay deaf. You know, it's like, is... is um, you know, why should I change who I am? That's that's a real part of who I am and, and how I live my life. That's part of my culture. So there's lots of interesting questions to look at. So I think that um, people, uh, families, people who are deaf will find this show interesting. But I think also those of us who are not deaf will also find it interesting. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and in in just just this week in 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 screen. Uh, your film, I, I, 
I I found um, a a lot of those same those same things when I um, when I screened your film and and I I love the sense of humor um, from from the various stuff families and 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 everything um, um, with I. With having learning disabilities, I I've had some ASL in my younger years, so I I know a little bit of ASL. But even with not being deaf, um, was it, it was still fascinating to kind of learn about the 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 um, deaf culture that that you showed through the film. Great, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. So um um uh, you you talked about these three. Um, um, Duff families. Can you talk a little bit about the casting and and how you found these three families? So I, I believe um, one was in Texas, one was in Connecticut, and I'm blanking on where the third family yeah, was. Yeah, the third, the third was also in Texas. Texas. Um, you know, it's interesting. There are in America probably at least six or seven parts of the country where there are a lot of people who are deaf. Mm -hmm. Um, And this, I think, comes from the fact that there are these schools, there are these universities, and there are these um, great schools which have, uh, which are particularly designed for and uh, are very inclusive uh, uh, when it comes to people who are deaf. So, you know, in in around in Austin, Texas, there's the Texas School for the Deaf, and um, in Connecticut, uh, there's another uh, school for the deaf. So, um, so yeah. So we looked in casting the show. We looked at those six, seven, eight areas where there were large uh, communities of people who were deaf, um, and so we focused on those. And um, we put the word out and we started to, um, to meet different uh, families and ultimately made our choice of these three families. And, and part of our choice for these three families was they're each sort of different in how they're raising their children in a um, hearing world. And, you know, what's interesting yeah. is that, um, you know, most deaf children are born to people who are hearing, you know, because more people are hearing than are, are, than are deaf. But in some of our deaf families, there's one family that has both a hearing child and a non-hearing child, a deaf child. So it's really interesting how these families blend all this. It's not that, you know, it's not automatic that everybody in the family is going to be deaf. There's a mixture of, of, of people in terms of how deaf they are, or how much hearing they have. Neat, neat, and and um, you you have talked about how a, a lot of these deaf schools are all inclusive. Is that is it? Do you find it uh, um, uh, uh, in 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 getting to know these these three families that it's important to be inclusive? just within the deaf schools or inclusive in the, in the, um, healing schools slash, uh, mainstream schools to, to, to have deaf, uh, students. Yeah. In, oh, I mean, I think it's, um, it's interesting. Um, you know, I think it's very important that if a child wants to go to a mainstream school, 
that there be the kinds of services provided so that that child can be successful in that mainstream school. Um, and it's interesting, you know, most schools for the deaf, primarily people who are deaf attend them, but it's interesting because I think there was an after-school program um, uh, where one of our families was saying, well, I'd like my hearing child to attend this after-school program, even though it's a program that's run and, and at a, a school for the deaf. Um, so it, it's interesting how, you know, you, you know, uh, I think we're all better for it when we can mix things up. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Uh, one of the things as a production that we faced when we told this story was, um, you know, some of the people in it who are deaf, uh, speak maybe because they, um, you know, weren't initially completely deaf. So they learned to speak, they could hear enough that they could, they could learn to speak, or maybe they, they learned to speak, uh, uh, even though they were deaf and as producers, as people who are hearing it's when you're editing and when you're looking at it, it's very easy sort of to use your hearing privilege and want to use the people who speak because it's just easier. So we had to be very conscious of the fact that we gave, you know, that we, we gave equal time to those people who just used American sign language. Mm. And then we also had to figure out, you know, do we use, uh, how do we, for the hearing audience, do we use subtitles? Do we use uh, interpreters? So in the story, the way we ended up doing it was in, 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 um, in some of it, you'll you'll see someone using American Sign Language, and you will um, just have subtitles. Yeah. And then when we did the interviews, that's in a lot of the scene work. For instance, there's a discussion yeah. between Apro and Paco Garcia, one of our families, and they're talking about their son who's been who hasn't been using his hearing aids and not taking him to school. And so they're having this discussion, uh, and so that just plays with the uh with the american sign language and you see the subtitles whereas when we cut to an interview you actually hear uh hear an interpreter's voice as paco who is deaf is talking so there were a lot of interesting sort of uh questions we had to answer and figure out for the style of the show how we were convey the story neat neat i i i i found it really Interesting how you were able to kind of go back and forth between the various different stories. Uh, and uh, once again, our guest today on the Special Chronicles program is John Murray, uh, the executive producer of the new uh, documentary uh, Deaf Out Loud, premiering on the A&E Network this September 12th. And can you comment on, and talk a little bit about some of the lessons that you learned while filming? Well, um yeah, I mean, it was really interesting. When we went into this, we had some ideas of how we were going to do it, and sometimes those ideas didn't quite work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we thought that, you know, it was interesting because when we were at someone's home who is uh, uh, deaf and most of the interaction going on is deaf, we had an interpreter who was um, who was uh, translating for us what, the person was saying in American sign language and their, what they were saying would go into our ears so that we could simultaneously hear that. Uh, but cause we didn't, and they had to be a little far back because we didn't want their, 
necessarily to have their audio, their sound to uh, bleed into the soundtrack. So there were a lot of technical things that we had to figure out how we were going to, as hearing people, how we were going to be able to cover this story. Uh, and, and, uh, and then we always felt it was important that when we, um, when we, when we started editing um, the special, um, we edited, you know, when we had the edit done for each family, we actually sent them that segment so they could look at it to make sure that the subtitles and the interpreter got everything said exactly the way they wanted it said. We wanted to make sure that, you know, we didn't mischaracterize what they were saying. It was important that their, you know, what they were saying be come out correctly. Neat, neat. And um, can, can you um, t uh, tell us about, about um, uh, the um, timeline of when did you first um, cast these, these three families and then when you started to film? Yeah, yeah. Um, Boy, it's uh, it's it's been a while. Um, <laughs> I think we cast them uh, uh, a ways back. I mean, I think it was um, uh, we cast them at the beginning of uh, over probably the beginning of 2017, and we shot it in 2017, um, and then we took a while to edit it. Um, uh, so it, it was a fairly, you know, it, it was a long process. Yeah. Um, and then we knew we wanted to have plenty of time before it aired to, um, you know, get the word out to uh, various organizations and through social media yeah. and through um, people like you with the Special Chronicles. Um, so it's been, I guess I, we've probably been in these families' lives for almost two years, and here finally the, the, the special is going to air on A&E. And I tell you, the families are so excited. Uh, you know, it's amazing. They've been sharing the trailer that we have, and I think it's already been seen by almost a million people. Wow, awesome, awesome. And, and, and uh, uh, can, can you... Remind us again how you uh, uh, um, how you found these th these um, three um, Duff families. Yeah, we again we went to these parts of the country that had um, uh, yeah. large deaf populations, yeah. mainly yeah. because like you know Gallaudet University is in Washington D.C. and because it's a deaf a university a deaf university, there's a lot of people who are deaf in that area. So we looked there. We looked in Connecticut because there's another school for the deaf there. So we focused our casting on these parts of the country where we knew there were lots of people who were deaf. Awesome, awesome. Well, our guest today on the Special Chronicles program is um, um, John Murray, the executive producer of Deaf Out Loud, a new documentary uh, premiering on the A&E Network this September 12th. And can you tell us about some of the um, – that we um, – that we uh, we see throughout this one-hour special, uh, some of the misconceptions that exist for deaf individuals, from from from, from uh, um, schooling to employment and ways in a, uh, a, a family. Uh, sure. Um, well, one of our the family that's in Connecticut, um, uh, the dad Mick. Um, this is a guy with, you know, he has a bachelor's and a master's degree. And, you know, he, he says a lot of people assume 
because he is deaf that somehow he's not educated. I think there's a lot of misconception about deaf people. So here's this super bright guy with these two college degrees. Um, You know, he's a teacher. And sometimes people talk to him like he's uneducated, which is very frustrating for him. Um, You know, his wife, Rachel, um, you know, a lot of times she has to go into situations with her work where she's in a room full of hearing people. And, um, you know, she, that makes her very nervous sometimes that she's going to be able to successfully communicate to them. Um, so there's just lots of interesting things, you know, uh, their daughter Faith says it drives her crazy when people talk super loud to her and very slowly, it's like, hello, Faith, you know, and she goes, what do they think? I'm stupid. Uh, (laughs) And plus, if you know anything for people, uh, you know, if someone's reading your lips, you just need to speak normally, but face them. You don't exaggerate it. Um, So anyway, so yeah, so there's just, uh, there's, there's both serious things and silly things that, uh, you know, face uh, these, these families as they go through their daily lives. Neat, neat. And uh, the, uh, um, can you talk a little bit about the um, deaf uh, families uh, through the film, uh, a, a few of them have have mentioned about not being disabled. Can you comment on this as it relates to the um, advocacy work of respectability and and also the advocacy work here at, at Special Chronicles uh, when when it comes to all different types of disabilities, including the deaf community? But then I I, I found it really interesting that a few of these. A few of the, the, these deaf individuals talked about not being disabled. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think this goes back to, you know, I was born deaf. This is the way I am meant to be. I can be successful as a deaf person using American Sign Language or whatever other way I, I communicate. Um, and, you know, I think that to some extent they don't see themselves as uh, disabled, some of, our, some of the people in our mm-hmm. project. Um, uh, that doesn't mean they don't think there should be uh, accommodations for people who are deaf. It doesn't mean that they don't think that when they go to um, see a play, there shouldn't be someone doing American Sign Language. Uh, but I think it's more a fact of they want to say that um, this is the way they're born, I'm proud of who I am. I don't see myself as a person who is disabled. I see myself as someone who is, you know, uh, pretty much like anybody else. I just happen to have a different way of communicating. Neat. Neat. Uh, But it was, that was, I mean, that is something I thought about because, you know, we, we, we do so much, uh, all of us have been working so hard to advocate for people with disabilities. Yeah. And it's interesting when you have someone who says, well, I'm, I actually don't consider myself disabled. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's sort of fascinating. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I found that lady fascinated as well with advocating for all of us with disabilities, but then, you have certain people, and I'm, I'm sure that the, the, the deaf community is not the only community out there who might not find themselves 
disabled. I'm, I'm sure that those that there might even be some people with with um, 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 autism or other disabilities who might not consider them, them, them themselves with having a disability. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I think um, uh, you know, I think all of us want to be accepted for who we are. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, if we you know are in a wheelchair, we need. Uh, places of work, we need uh, stores, we need airports, we need them to be accessible to us. We need our, to be able to roll our wheelchair right where anybody else goes. So, you know, I think in many ways, hopefully we're working towards a day when everybody, however they happen to be born or whatever's happened to them, they're able to fully participate in work and in the community and in entertainment and life, um, I think that's what we all want, is we want everybody to be able to participate, and we don't want to leave anybody behind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and with our guest today on the Special Chronicles program is John Murray, the uh, executive producer of the uh, new documentary Death Out Loud, premiering on September 12th on the A&E Network. Uh, what do you hope that that the viewers will gain from watching this film and, and um, not just viewers within the deaf community, but also in the mainstream community and, and, and kind of when they uh, watch this, when, when it premieres on September 12th on, on A&E and then when they go out into their jobs, go out into their communities, what do you hope? Sure. Well, for the general population, I hope they will take from this that people who are deaf are smart, um, they are educated, and they want to fully participate. They want to compete for the same jobs. They want to be able to send to the, their kids to the school of their choice. Um, and that, uh, you know, I think all of us uh, have to support them in that. And for people who are part of the deaf community, um, I think it's an opportunity to sort of uh, let them look into the lives of other deaf people who may not live their lives exactly the same way as they do. And uh, to sort of to see what they think, uh, uh, whether, you know, whether they embrace technologies like cochlear implants or whether they feel they don't need them, whether they... Um, you know, just whether they choose to go to mainstream school or whether they choose to go to a school for the deaf. So I think if you're someone part of the deaf community, I think it's fascinating to look at other people like you and see how they live their lives. Yeah, awesome. And and speaking of the um, controversial topic of cochlear uh, implants that you show and and discuss in this film, what have you learned about this as it relates to... Um, families that you that as relates to these three families that that you showed in this film um deaf out loud yeah it's um you know um first of all not everyone who is deaf uh will benefit from a cochlear implant um you know there's a lot of science to it and you have to have a nerve there and uh um and then the other thing is for a lot of people Um, having a cochlear implant doesn't mean that you necessarily hear the way I might hear. Um, So it's not this like 
perfect thing where suddenly you just turn it on and it, you know it's it's you know suddenly you have this this perfect hearing um it's it's a little different than that and it's much more nuanced than that um and you know uh mick uh posner uh in our film uh uh, he chooses, he had a, a, a cochlear implant, but he chooses not to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, he just found that it did not really uh, help him that much. So um, so it's interesting. I've met other people, not necessarily who were in this film, who became deaf later in life, who had, uh, you know, some kind of an illness that uh, ultimately... Uh, resulted in them losing their hearing and within six weeks of losing their hearing they got cochlear implants and apparently they benefited greatly by having a cochlear implant and they were someone who was you know who grew up hearing so i think there were for them there was a desire to get their hearing back if they could you know whereas someone who maybe grew up deaf says what hearing loss i i'm fine the way i am so i i guess i learned that um you know, there are no easy answers when it comes to cochlear implants. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, and it's not necessarily the, uh, uh, the perfect solution for everybody. Neat, neat. And, and, and so the uh, deaf young adults that you uh, feature, um, uh, I, I'm blinking on their names, but they, they both have hearing parents and the ways in, one deaf child and uh, and a hearing child. What uh, what have you learned from this family? Yeah, that's the Mansfield yeah. family in Austin, and uh, 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 their daughters are uh, Ivy and Shay. And uh, uh, Shay uh, is deaf, and Ivy is hearing. And it's really interesting because uh, they, as a family felt when they had their second daughter, Ivy, who was hearing, they felt it was very important that she learn American Sign Language. And their primary language in the house is American Sign Language because when Ivy and Shay grow up, they want to make sure that these girls have a common language. And the only common language they can really have is American Sign Language. Um, and so, uh, so they've, you know, some people have been sort of surprised or shocked that they, you know, want their hearing daughter to use American sign language. But when you, when you think about it, it's really a smart decision of theirs because they want those two girls to have that great relationship. And the only way they can do it is if they both speak the same language and the only language they're both can do capable of doing is American sign language. So, um, so they're learning that, and uh, uh, it's 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 it was really interesting and to, to sort of see and understand why they made that choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I found that really interesting as well to see kind of how they. Yeah, and part of that choice was because the dad Manny, he's he and his brother are not close, and part of the fact that they're not close, he thinks, is because his brother never really learned American Sign Language. So they don't have that common language. Do you do you, do you think that this um, that this film Duff All Out w- when it premieres on September twelfth on A and E that some of the families like 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 Manny's family with with his brother and w- when they see that this film, do you think it, it it will change their perspective and their relationships? 
You know, I don't know. Um, I certainly, um, you know, those relationships are very personal yeah. and they've happened over lots of years. Yeah. Um, and so, I'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see. I guess I'm not sure what will happen, yeah. but I'll be interested to hear uh, uh, from Manny what his family's reaction to uh, the special was. Neat, neat. And, and so uh, the, uh, the family who gets their deaf child into a deaf school, can you comment on this issue or topic? We, we mentioned a little bit earlier in the program about deaf schools and, and mainstream schools, but can you maybe comment a little bit on, on deaf schools versus inclusive um, uh, versus inclusion in, in the hearing or mainstream schools? Sure. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Zaid, the young man who is uh, Paco and April's son, he was going to a mainstream school. And as I mentioned, he was having trouble sort of following what was going along because he had to look at both the interpreter and at the blackboard and the teacher and um, also, I think his hearing aids weren't always working that well for him. Uh, so he was leaving them at home sometimes. And uh, so, uh, you know, the, Paco and April just want their son to do well. He's a bright young man, and they just want to make sure that he can succeed wherever he is. So Paco had gone to the Texas School for the Deaf. And so they decided that, well, maybe they should take uh, Zaid over there to see what he would think, what, yeah. whether he would be comfortable there. And so it's really fast. It's really fun to watch him go there and suddenly be surrounded by all these other children who are also using sign language. I mean, you just see this big smile, this big grin on his face to be surrounded with so many other kids who speak his language. Neat. Neat. And, and, and uh, can you, you um, t- tell us a little bit about the uh, title of this film, Duff Out Loud? How did you come up with the, uh, with the title for the, for the uh, film? Titles are always tough. When yeah. we were coming up with Born This Way, we went through probably 300 titles. Um, and with Deaf Out Loud, um, you know, you want a title that sounds fun. And... Um, you want something that people will go, oh, that sounds interesting. And so the idea of deaf out loud, the idea, part of it is that people think because someone's deaf, they're quiet. And if ever you've been around deaf people, that's not true. Deaf people can be very loud. And so we sort of like this idea of deaf out loud. It was in a way of saying uh, deaf people um, want to be heard, uh, they're not silent. They have something to say. So uh, I think that's how we came up with Death Out Loud. Neat, neat. And um, similarly to how Respectability produced a, a, a resource guide for, uh, for, for um, Bone This Way of a number of different resources, do you, do you know if, either, if you're put, put, put a production company or Respectability or or any other organization is planning any type of resource guide for Deaf Out Loud? And yes, um, A&E, uh, uh, Kim Gilmore there, um, has created, uh, with the help of Respectability and some others, and with the help of our families, a wonderful educational guide to the, um, to the series. And I encourage teachers to, uh, 
to get that guide from A&E. I know they're making it available to schools and to uh, various organizations. It's a great guide and uh, uh, has some really um, wonderful information, some great resources, as well as some really interesting questions that teachers could use to discuss uh, uh, the whole area of deaf culture with students. Neat. And, and how can all uh, uh, listeners um, uh, get, a, get a copy of this guide? Or? Well, I'm, I think if you go to A&E.com, to the A&E network, um, and look up uh, Deaf Out Loud, my guess is that it will have it, but certainly between now and when the Special Chronicles airs, I will uh, make sure that it's available there. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, because we're planning on airing this on on sub- September 9th, so the week that that your film airs to kind of um, tie in with 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 when your film is airing on on any. Um, once again, our guest today on the on the Special Chronicles program, our guest is um, John Moley, the executive producer of Duff Out Loud, a uh, uh, a new film premiering on A and E this September twelfth. Uh, that we hope uh, all of you listening will go and definitely uh, check out. Um, can you uh, share with us any uh, social media plugs and and website plugs for? Your, for your production company and for th- this new um, Duff Out Loud film and how our listeners can watch this film as well as if the film will be available anywhere else on streaming or on demand for, for those of our listeners who may not have a may not have the sure. Well, we're already starting to put some material out. Um, you know, people can watch the trailer for Deaf Out Loud at a and uh, Dot com, um, uh, and we're going to have some little uh, bio packages on our three families. Um, they'll also, uh, our, our, um, one of the executive producers on Deaf Out Loud is Marley Maitland, and she uh, has done a special interview with us for, uh, about Deaf Out Loud and about her life. Uh, and so that's, we're going to be releasing that on ane.com and in social media. Um, but yeah, um, it will air first on A&E, and then it will be available on demand on A&E. And um, yeah, so that's, that's where it'll be available first. Awesome. And then we'll see where it'll be released after that. Awesome. And, 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 it's, um, and once again, it's, it'll be um, airing on A&E on Wednesday, September 12th at... Um, is eight, it, is yeah, at 8, 7 Central. 8, 7 Central. Awesome. And so I'll... I'll um, I'll, I'll put all those links and information in the show notes on specialchronicles.com for this episode 311, as well as I'll make sure to share the trailer as well as uh, the video with uh, uh, Molly Mount, uh, with um, 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 uh, Molly Mountain and, 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 and your other resources on the social media for Special Chronicles to share with our Great, audience. Great, thank you. Um, when, this, when this podcast um, ales, uh, right. <laughs> and so, uh, do, do you have any final thoughts on your overall time here uh, today on on Special Chronicles to share with us? No, uh, uh, it was really a pleasure talking with you about both Born This Way, which is airing, you know, right now on on A and E, uh, and and about uh, Death Out Loud. Um, it's great that uh, you have this program, which allows us to uh, 
uh, spread the word to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I want to remind all um, listeners that you can email us uh, feedback anytime, feedback at specialchronicles.com. Uh, oh, uh, new, uh, new this month, we uh, just uh, launched where you can now text us your feedback in- instantly, anytime, in, in any way that you are listening to this program. You can type in feedback at specialchronicles.com in your text messaging app where you normally put someone's phone number but put in that that address feedback at specialchronicles.com and and it will show up on on uh, it will show up instantly on this iPad that I have in studio and you can also uh, share your feedback on social media at Special Chronicles on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at Special C Podcast on Twitter. And make sure to leave us your five-star ratings and, and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Facebook, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And once again, Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the ComEd Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comrade is really powering lives and is really powering Special Chronicles to make programs like what you um, he, uh, hold uh, today with with um, John Murray possible. You can learn more at specialchronicles.com slash comrade at specialchronicles.com slash comrade. And we thank comrade for the journalist support of Special Chronicles. And this episode 311 is brought to you by listeners like you. Please join our supporters and help support us at Special Chronicles with your tax-deductible donation today to help us continue our, our mission of giving respect and voice to people with, with special needs. Please go to specialchronicles.com slash given. That's specialchronicles.com slash given. And we thank you for your generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. And that is a mouthful, but I had to get, <laughs> had to get that sponsor, <laughs> sponsor information mentioned at the end, end of the program. Once again, our guest today has been John uh, Amoe, the executive producer of the new uh, documentary Deaf Out Loud, uh, premiering once again on A&E this Wednesday, September 12th at 8 to 7 Central. Hopefully you all will tune in. And uh, it's, it's been a joy having you back on the show, John. Great. Thanks, Daniel. It was fun. And until, and, uh, and hopefully we can meet up in person someday and... Until next week, take care, and we 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 remember choose to include. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.